welcome, welcome to Redundant, the totally original Green Day podcast. Um, I'm here with my wonderful friend and good cousin, Christopher Brady Denton. Oh, God. Chris, how, how are you? I'm, I'm, bl- I'm blushing over here with that introduction. <laughs> um, I'm doing good, man. Of course, uh, over across from me here, I don't want to leave out is my cousin and good friend, Colin Brady. Oh, you don't say. Yes. Yeah. Hello there. Throwing it right back at you, my friend. And, uh, you know, I don't mean to turn this into like a therapy session. I don't mean to kind of uh, expose myself needlessly. But I will admit, I'm going to say I'm a Green Day fan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about you, my man? It's a hard thing to admit nowadays. But but I would say I'm, I'm, right, there, I'm right there with you, you know. I think uh, they're one of the most important bands, my entire musical uh, chronology. And my entire musical chronology as well. That is exciting. I know it sounds like we are across the table from each other, uh, staring down each other's blue seagull eyes. But that's not exactly the case, is it, Colin? We are actually... It's not, no. As much as I'd like to be. Across the country from each other. Well, no, no, not quite. Across the world, the globe, the country. How are things in Seattle? Uh, you know, I'm glad you asked. Things are things are good. You know, it's it's a sunny day here, which you gotta you gotta take them when they when they come, and uh, and I'm moving today, so I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy the sun Jesus for for Christ. that reason especially. This is so fucking boring every time. Uh, <laughs> what can I do? God, <laughs> that's what's happening. Yeah. Have uh, how are th- oh how are things in L.A. then? Huh? I can't imagine they're that much more interesting. Things in L.A. are so good. Thank you for asking. Um, oh, okay. Damn. I went to a party last night. Um, mm-hmm. It was a friend's party, and they not we didn't all dress up as members of friends like Joey, Ross, and Rachel. It was just a person mm-hmm. I know um, from school's party, and oh, that's not as exciting. No, it's not a friend's party. But speaking of costumes, it was a Halloween party, Ooh. and um, what did you dress up as? That's the. It, I, well, what I, the lesson I learned last night was there's a difference between Halloween party and costume party. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, So you yeah. dressed well, up and no one else did? Do you want to guess what the difference is? Yeah, exactly. It's humiliation. Oof. Oof. I am so sorry. What? So what were you, though? Get Okay, and then get, guess what I dressed up as. It's my default. Uh, it's my go-to. Oh, my God. Were you Billy Joe? I was Billy Joe Armstrong. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I bet Eyeliner. no one got it tie sure and that's what was nice and or maybe not nice is everyone's of a similar age everyone got it oh, right away that's and good. it was that's so good. i couldn't play it off and be like no i didn't i didn't mess up and wear a costume when i shouldn't have this mm-hmm. is my new look now well i think that proves it right there that there is no higher authority on green day than than you you and myself right here well especially you obviously yeah no and i do i care about the brand mm-hmm. I want to represent. If I'm dressing up as Billy Joe Armstrong, I don't want to look like a you know a piece of crap. I want to make him look good by making myself look good. I want it to be an authentic Billy Joe Armstrong 2005 era costume. Mm, this that the, is a beautiful. Sentiment. This stud belt is to the side. All right, the the oh. clasp isn't on the front. It's to the side. Everyone gets that wrong. Gotta keep up the latest Green Day news. Gotta keep up with this Green Day news. There's been a lot going on lately. Mm-hmm. It feels like I blink and, and there's a new headline. 
every every day almost it mm. feels like yep so the uh the hella mega tour is uh going on it should be it's worldwide i found out last week but you um, got you got an education though right now you i've been it. i've been educated i i'm getting my tickets don't you worry good um and yeah yeah they may be coming to a uh, city near you as well oh yeah and if not like pour your savings into this travel to where they're going absolutely this is worth every penny that you put into it even if you end up you know sleeping on the streets and uh you know doing things you'd rather not do for money sell your house uh, sell your body sell your kids sell your kids yeah sell sell the damn dog i don't care you got it this is a hella mega tour you gotta do what you gotta do you gotta get there I'm so sick of these people like making excuses that they can't go to Hella Mega Tour because they're too poor or financial issues. I was like, if you cared, that w- there wouldn't be an issue. Exactly. I'm sorry, I got steam there. That, oh, it's appalling. No, you reasonably, reasonably. Well, I'm glad you're getting your tickets and you're not one of those people. And you know, of course, yeah. Good luck selling your kid. <laughs> thank you, thank you. I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it, honestly. You know, it's been. It's been such a, you know, time, time suck. Oh, having a kid. Yeah. 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 Oh, no. Yeah. Optimal word <laughs> might there being that part. Sorry. Sucks. That might be too extreme. No. Having kids sucks. If you can sell them for green tickets, do it. <laughs> In related news, I would say. Um, sure. Uh, green Day, it, it seems, has an NHL partnership nowadays. Um, I saw a little, a little teaser on YouTube. Um, and it looks like, I'm not sure exactly what, what that means. So honestly, do you, well, it's, if anyone hasn't seen it, you should check it out. Cause it is a weird little, uh, confection. It's like a 19 second clip of green day playing on an ice hockey rink and then intercut with players playing the game hockey. And it's all very rock and roll. And there's a new song allegedly from father of all that is being played and it's going to be the new anthem for the nhl as part of this partnership between the band and the nhl i see i see yeah and so i i read that i see that and i just think uh is that the punkest thing i've ever heard yeah i i i just can't help but feel like uh the billy joe from from the kerplunk era for example might have words with the the Billy Joe from the Father of All era about this, and then and other little you know, I hate to use the word, but like sellout mm. type of type of behavior, you know. I think he'd have words and phrases and full sentences. For yes, him. perhaps even perhaps even paragraphs. Perhaps even paragraphs saying you are. I mean, this is selling out. You're not poor. Does no the question. NHL need? this song as part of their anthems or can the single stand on its own it's a great question we'll find out and from from what i've heard on the clip they do play a, a small portion of it it sounds actually awesome and i'm very excited for oh it. yeah and i i think it sounds good um honestly i didn't pay a whole lot of attention so i, I feel kind of guilty but you know i just want to hear the, the full, full full track that's all it is you don't want any spoilers to your track exactly. experience. Yeah. 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 I hate watching trailers, you know. I just want to see the movie. If something happens at 1 minute 50 seconds in a 2 minute song, I don't want to know when I'm at exactly. the first 10 seconds. Yeah. 
You want to be surprised. I do not want the twists and turns of my song to be spoilt for me. I get that. Mm-hmm. But and so who knows if they'll be releasing more songs with the NHL or if that's kind of just the that's the way they're boosting this one single. To be honest, it's really a ploy by Green Day to try to get more ears on this song. Because mm-hmm. um, everyone who's watching the sport is on TV or in the stadiums or whatever is going to have to hear this as they're blasting it out, and so of yeah. course that's it's just a technique to get the single. Yeah, a little better be a banger though if they're going to be. I know forcing that many people to listen. And to And I it. wonder how much money they got for it. It's inter- It's like selling a single. It's very interesting. Yeah, it's a very strange play, but we'll see how it works out. Speaking of strange twists and turns. Green Day also released a coffee brew this week. Boy, that is interesting. I did didn't you, know about did you, that. Did you, have you heard about this? Have you seen this? No, it's, no, I haven't. It's called Father of All Dark Roasts. It's in support of the <laughs> album. And it's from the, the guys, the Oakland Trio, own Oakland mm-hmm. brand coffee, which is a coffee house out there. Um, huh. So this is the first Green Day branded coffee they've made, and it's thirty dollars. It's oh, and it comes with the album. I yeah, see. no, exactly. It, so it's 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 Father of All Coffee Bundle comes with a cup with a unicorn on it and the digital album. Wow, that that kind of seems worth it. Actually, so I was going to say, here's I, my I'm, next question: Is that a good deal, or am I crazy? That seems like a pretty good deal, actually. It's yeah, fun. what that would be the coffee by itself would be probably ten bucks. The Coffee's album probably 10, 10 bucks. bucks. And, and I bet like, the mug would be about 10 bucks. That seems... I think that's fair. That's totally fair. Yeah. yeah. I I honestly might... I might try it. I love dark roast, too. If it was a light roast, I would definitely be out, but... Yeah. Damn. Oh, it's the, it's the father of all dark roasts, but... Mm. Uh, I, and I think we maybe if we do end up getting this, we should we need to definitely brew a cup and drink it together here <laughs> on mic um, for a live kind of taste yeah. uh, test. Mm-hmm. Um, because I Agreed. I like my coffee dark. This coffee's really bragging about being. It's the father of all dark roasts, <laughs> and you know I that means something to me. So yeah, absolutely. I, we can even do do a, a side by side brewing comparison too. We could do like French press and oh, that's and all sorts of other things. You know, pour over or uh, Aeropress. Oh. I don't know if any of y'all try Aeropress, but that is fantastic. Welcome to Redundant, the totally original barista podcast. Mm, that's what I'm about. We're doing coffee from now on. Absolutely. No more coffee music. Coffee and Green Day. Why not? Oh, yeah. And, I, you know, I got to say, I, I don't like the unicorn thing, but I kind of admire Billy for sticking with it because I really thought it was just part of his, his weird rant before. Yeah. But now I've seen it on several different things and places related to this album and and i'm starting to think it's supposed to be a theme they're leaning into the unicorn hard aren't they yeah yeah it's pretty strange and it looks hand drawn not a huge fan but yeah it looks at least it's not a a thoughtless thing that billy just randomly said i guess no i mean it might be thoughtless but they're certainly going for it that's true you know that's that's a possibility it's on everything they're like you like the heart hand grenade. Yeah, I don't think this has the same punch as the heart hand grenade at all. No, sir. Obviously, yeah. In any case, that's uh, we'll keep catching up with Green Day. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. keep snagging those headlines as they appear. They come flying at us, um, and we'll report back. This has been in the news. 
And you know what that means, don't you? On to the album of the week. No? Uh, so this week, in case you haven't figured it out, you big old dummy, we're doing Kerplunk. One of... Green Day's second album. One of my absolute favorite albums, period, first of all. And definitely in the top whew, two or three, maybe, even, of Green Day's albums. Huge, yeah, it's huge a favorite. it's a huge one. It's a big one. Uh, it's a large one, mm-hmm. and it's a massive one. It is. It is, um, and in you know, it seems even to today is one of the the best selling independent releases of any band anywhere, which on, is insane. To on think lookout, about. right? Yeah, on lookout records. Mm-hmm. Um, so it sold one million in the U.S. and four million worldwide. Which is uh, crazy. By, by now. Yeah, yeah. It's insane. Um, and I read that they they toured just obsessively during this time. Yeah. yeah. It sounded like Billy was like coasts. fixated. Yeah. Was fixated on, on doing sort of a, a grassroots, you know, getting get into the people and, and getting them excited about Green Day, like it shows. And Billy stuff, Joe's you know, like is, Bernie Sanders, where it's kind of a grassroots. Exactly. Movement. A beautiful, a beautiful man. Yeah. Beautiful man. Principled man. Um, yeah, and then so I think they just pounded pavement, and it clearly worked. I this is the type of story I like, where it's not like they just get a massive album deal right away. It's you know they they get these massive shows before they're ready. You see that so often these days. But Green mm-hmm, Day really true. did put in the time and the work on the road to. They did, and 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 if anyone who sees them live today no, can tell that they're yeah. established yeah. acts. They are prepared for anything up there. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, if either of us have talked much about the. I don't know. I've only been to one Green Day concert. I don't know if you've been to to more. Oh yeah. But um, you have. Yes. Oh okay. Well, well, that one that I went to, I was I was just super impressed by, and you could tell that Billy really cared about the fans. You know, I think he he gave somebody his guitar even to play a basket case. I believe. No, that's right. And, and he'll do stuff like that. There's there's a classic. Uh fan video of him getting someone uh oh can you play guitar and they say yes and he pulls him up on stage and mm-hmm. asks if he can play jesus of suburbia which is kind of a joke the joke being that that's a nine minute long song oh my god that's did a, the guy do it that's an enormous ask for a fan you know yeah um and he said yes and he played the entire thing oh and so billy shit, just sang and he gave him the guitar and it's a really cool video because like you can tell billy's impressed like oh i was kind of trying to fuck with you and but i can't believe you can do the whole thing (laughs) that is so cool i'm gonna have to check that video out after this that's gonna have to be like that guy's like i don't know in his spank bank of life events (laughs) i got a i got a rock for nine minutes as billy like looked at me impressed and sang with my guitar playing that's oh boy yeah life does i don't think life gets any better than that life does not get better than that yeah, oh. it's just downhill after that. I don't Honestly, know what you would do. Just, I'd be a little depressed afterwards. In I'd fact. just swan dive off the stage, break my neck, and be done. Yeah, <laughs> I've that, peaked. I'm yeah, out. Done. But this is, uh, yeah, so back to Kerplunk. This album was very well received at the time. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it kind of cemented their status as these up-and-coming pop-punk yeah. uh, firecrackers who were, who were probably going to stick around, and as we know, they obviously did. Um, but yeah, it's just it's yeah. so crazy to think of a a, a world uh, where Green Day is pre Dookie, and no one kn- no one knew that they were inevitable. 
Yeah. And they were clearly, it's, you can see, you know, on this album, why they, they got so big. Oh yeah. There, there's a few perfect songs on this album. Yeah. Which is yeah, yeah, I would yeah, agree. awesome. Um, and uh, Pitchfork gave it an 8.5, which I don't know if y'all read Pitchfork much, but they usually just shit on people's albums. Yeah. Like, so and I, and that's, including Green Day currently. Oh, absolutely. Today. <laughs> yeah, definitely Green Day currently. Yeah, Pitchfork, so. you know, they're, they're the be-all, end-all. I, I do read them, but they're douchebags, and I don't... They can be, yeah, I don't absolutely. feel good reading them, but I... Yeah, I feel the same I way. Do, yeah. But I understand. But you gotta go somewhere. You can't listen to every album all the way through, you know? You yeah. Gotta get some opinions. It's, and it's, with Pitchfork, it's the feeling of just like, I just want you to like me, Dad. It's like, if <laughs> I know Pitchfork gave me a good review for, like, what, you know, uh, an amazing podcasting. Mm-hmm. I would feel so good, but it's just because oh you know what I yeah. mean. So I it's still, so hard to achieve. Yeah, that is that would be beautiful. I still want their praise. I just I feel the need to rebel against it, having mm-hmm. not received it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's some real there's psych, stuff to psychoanalyze. There, Pitchfork is your father, musician. <laughs> there's no official singles off this album, um, though. Two thousand light years away and Christy Road. Uh, are were both received or used as uh, sort of mock-up singles um, at different points, and uh, you can tell why. It's surprising to me that uh, "Welcome to Paradise" wasn't one of them. I yeah, I was thinking the same thing, but then I thought, you know, that still got high praise just because it ended up getting put on Dookie. Oh yeah, no, and, it, it uh, got its comeuppance, but it's one of the best songs yeah. on this album, so that's just surprising. Absolutely, yeah. I think that's probably my favorite song on the album. In fact, I yeah, I read this thing that um. The because as I said in the last album, I have a bit of a crush on the girl on the cover of her uh, Yes, she she's a cutie with a gun and a flower on her shirt, and mm-hmm. it's just it's a very iconic uh, album cover, I think. Um, mm-hmm. But what yeah. I didn't realize, which is so interesting, is that on the back there is a man lying on the ground with a gunshot wound in his back. So she's in the front holding the smoking gun, and then there's this guy shot dead on the back. That like all, all that drawn, all cartoon. But yeah. I had still. I only had like the digital download coming up, so I had no yeah. clue that that was the on the back of it. As a result, at the time, um, it was banned from certain stores. Kerplunk mm-hmm. was from being sold, which is so crazy. I feel um, I know because it's it's really tame all things considered yeah yeah i agree Um, although like you think about that and that would only get worse like nowadays if you saw that like people would have have a they would freak out you know yeah and the current climate especially especially parents and this would be marketed to like adolescent yeah adolescent boys really mainly you know it's true but i like the idea basically the whole album is a bunch of kind of these admittedly skeevy boys singing about unrequited love and mm-hmm. girls and 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 this is there's a lot of yeah. love songs on this album or an, kind of anti-love songs um and then the cover is this badass punk girl mm-hmm. you know shooting one of them i assume you know it's like a kind of a avatar for one of them in the back as he flees and mm-hmm. and she's kind of this depicted as this hero and this comic book font kerplunk and it's just yeah i agree so I, I feel oddly empowered by the album art the more i learn about it but yeah i i kind of i kind of still like it for sure but i i understand the whole the reasoning behind the whole not selling it a little bit too yeah you know wouldn't change a thing though yeah no no i don't think i would either 
Should we hop into the the one by ones? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, this, so we're starting with track one. This um, first song, I'm just going to get in front of it. Mm-hmm. This is a hard one for me because I think it's a perfect song, and I that's, almost that's fair. Wish it yeah. was later on the album because like after this this is so much of what i come to this album for is this song that once it's over i'm almost like can i just i want to listen to that one 12 more times (laughs) you know this would be one of the we were talking about this last week this would be one of the few songs i'd I'd hear in concert and and be like yeah play that again you know back to back oh yeah back to back please back to back 12 times i could do it i could do it yeah 12 times fast um, and I will also add, there's not a single mix CD, romantic playlist, what have you, for girlfriends from high school through today that I do not put this song on. That is awesome. That is this so to cute. me is mixtape fodder. Mm-hmm. This is, of course, two thousand light years away. Here we go. And it just starts so good. Yeah, great intro riff. Yeah. And then it's just right into this unbelievably mm-hmm. catchy verse. And the lyrics are just so... The drums... Uh, Trey really announces himself as their new drummer. Mm-hmm. And the lyrics are just so, so cute, I feel like. Oh, they're very sweet. You know. 2,000 light years away. Mm-hmm. First track on Kerplunk, I, I, I wouldn't change a thing about that song. That's one of those songs yeah, that I no think question. is... Um, is a perfect pop song, as yeah. as rocky and and kind of guitar driven as it is. I just, that's a per- I I would love to hear numerous artists cover that song. I think it's yeah yeah. It, and I thought it was sort of fun too. Um, I don't know if you know that line where he says, "She holds my malachite to- so tight." Malachite? I don't know I, how to pronounce that. I looked that. this up as well. My malachite. That's how you pronounce yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. And I looked it up because I didn't know what that was. And it's interesting. It's this like green, like mineral type thing. That's and, right. And uh, people were were thinking he was referencing his eyes, like I, she holds on to his eyes. I basically. saw this too. That it's like she holds his gaze. That is so. That yeah. That is just so cute. And just like surprisingly deep for you know considering who yeah, Billy well, Joe I just, was. I just feel point. like was did Billy show up to one day of like a geology class. <laughs> when they were talking about minerals, I, oh, I just God, am surprised as to how he, that seems, <laughs> he doesn't reference stones or minerals in any other songs. Oh, this one's green? Yeah. I love it. Oh, the it. green. <laughs> My eyes. Um, no, and, and, and again, it's little treacles like that that make it such a unique experience because it, it, it is such a classic pop song, but it, it does have these unique little flavors that only Billy could bring mm-hmm. that make it feel kind of so personal. Yeah, and li- also a little fun fact: it was written about his now wife, uh, Adrian. That's right, and she's yeah. a f- I think a focal point of this album in many ways. Yeah, it she, seems. She yeah, comes in a up lot all of over. the songs. There's clear references. They and it, correct me if I'm wrong. I believe they're high school sweethearts, right? They knew each other since they were around 16. Something like that. Something yeah. Like Although that. she lived somewhere else, I don't know where. Somewhere in a different part of the country, I think. And they yeah. would only like see each other when he was like touring or something. It's funny, Bono also is still with his uh, sweetheart, 
from oh. I guess he would say primary school or whatever, but um, they <laughs> since they were sixteen as well. So I, I think there's probably something to someone who's known you all your life, like to keeping you grounded when you take mm-hmm. off to the yeah the I biggest think, levels yeah, of rock. I think that's a cute thing. Um, this next one is called <laughs> "One for the Razorbacks." I like this intro riff quite a bit. With Mike on the bass there. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah, I love I love the drums overall in this album. Trey mm-hmm. Cool really likes to play on that floor tom. And oh, I think it I adds so much dimension to you can just tell the difference between the beats of this last album uh, and, and this one. Yeah. He you know, a respect to John Kiffmeyer, who comes up later. But uh, yeah, I think Trey really added the final ingredient. I think I think you're right. Absolutely. So that's one for the Razorbacks. Essentially, that song's just what like about feeling like a loser. But it's catchy. I like it. You know, there's nothing to complain about there. Oh, I like that one too. Um, this yeah. next one, you probably know, uh, and you know a different version of it. You might not even know. Well. Fan cliche. There, <laughs> as yes, because this is a, a fan I cliche. Forgot, I forgot about that section of our podcast. How could yes. you forget? Never forget oh, about fan God. cliches. It is our only ongoing segment because I keep stumbling mm-hmm. into them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Welcome to Paradise is uh, was a single off Dookie, their major label debut, but uh, it was originally written and recorded for Kerplunk their second album here. And as I said earlier, I'm surprised it wasn't a single off this album because it it became a single later. The composition of it hasn't changed at all. It's just been recorded in a much more expensive studio on Dookie. But as you can hear, the song is fully formed. It's the entire thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's the song so nice, they recorded it twice. (laughs) This is Welcome to Paradise. And I love this song so much. It's so great, yeah. It's This song truly is empowering. It's about, yeah. I moved out of home. I live in a shitty neighborhood. You would look down on it. You would say that this isn't desirable. I shouldn't be happy here. But to me, this is paradise. Because it's freedom, and I'm living life. And I, I just think like this is like, it's empowering to poverty. It is. I love it. It is not even like glamorizing poverty at all it's definitely saying like you know gunshot rings out at the station blah 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 all this terrible shit but he still loves it you know i'm making it on my own and i'm just trying not much more to say (laughs) not more much more to say than that um Mm -hmm. let's go to this next one here is christy road and this is a little bit slower it's a little bit of a feels like a sadder moment on the album yeah it does and it, interestingly enough, as with a lot of Green Day tracks, it, it sounds like this is sad and about something, but it's just wanting to, to go smoke weed with your friends somewhere. Yeah, really, really. At that's the end what of the it day. is at the root. Yeah. Which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that, you know? No. Oh, no. Hey, they made a career off it, and it's awesome. Um, True. But this is, if it's called Christie Road, and I believe that was the spot they went to toke up, right? Mm-hmm. That they, sounds right. Is that where they went to toke? I, I don't know for sure, but that sounds likely. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, it is. It is. And that's it so, so, so it's okay. take me to the 
get me out of my head and 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 get me to Christy Road where I where I feel okay mm-hmm. to toke up. Uh, I believe we're on to uh, Private Ale. Sounds good. Well. Yeah. So let's take a listen. Okay. See, and I just love that bass and drums there. Yeah, I do too. That opening's great. Yeah, it's sort of a fresh intro because they have definitely done up the uh, the guitar riff intro. For sure, times. the four chords just going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I really like this one. I like I think, the instrumentals, but the lyrics right here, they, they do, they're kind of weird, I, I feel like. Sort of uh, stalkery a little bit, you know? Oh, okay. Never meet your heroes, right? No, or read their lyrics years later. Or read their lyrics, yeah. But that song is essentially like, I'm just having a private ale while I think about you with your boyfriend. Yeah, and I wish I, I was. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's I it's think not I anything actually too crazy, but... um. yeah. Yeah, that and and that one. I I think th- this album throughout, I really love the bass. I think you can. This is really Mike and Trey sync up really well. But just the way it's yes, mixed, yeah. I was listening in my car and stuff, and you can just hear that bass line so clearly. Um, mm-hmm. And you can hear everything that Mike is doing to make these songs so much more interesting than they have any business yeah. being. I think he is the secret weapon of Green Day, to be honest. I completely agree. Yeah, I think he is. He is underrated as all hell for sure. And uh, yeah, he he adds just a, a fantastic baseline. Well, I'll just say I love Billy, um, and I think mm-hmm. you know I, I appreciate everything he brings. But generally speaking, the guitar is just kind of chords, or it's just kind of uh, you know you can kind of figure it out pretty quick. Um, yeah, but it's what yeah. what Mike's throwing underneath it actually makes it even subconsciously so much more delicious to listen to. Totally agreed. Yeah, and and I think it's cool production wise that they they let the bass be like so um, clear and easy to hear. You know, because I, I think in a lot of records that's just really not the case. It's you have to be like listening hard to hear the bass line. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And and even in later in Green Day works, I feel like the mix gets a little more muddled. This is I'm true, surprised true. how clear that all three because I guess it's so simple these songs, but all three of them you can really hear very clearly all three instruments. Uh, four, I guess, yeah. including the voice. Um, but shout out to the producer Andy Ernst, who also produced uh, 1039 Smooth Out Slappy Hours. This is the last time oh, that they okay. worked together. All right. So uh, on to the next one. It's on to the next <laughs> one. And the next one is a bit of comedic relief, is it not? Yeah. <laughs> this one is, is ridiculous as all hell. This might be their goofiest song, maybe. Well, sometimes I'm listening to an album. And I'm going, I'm really into this. I really like the way it makes me feel, this, the vibrations of the music on my body. But mm-hmm. ah, it's a little serious, and I could use a laugh. Sometimes an album needs comic relief. It does. And, I and that's love... when you have Mr. Trey Cool for you. Exactly right. Green Day had the foresight to go, we need a little, a little chuckle in the middle of this thing. All right? Let me slide a little ha-ha-ha in there. And no one's funnier than drummer Trey Cool. You watch him drum, you just know that something funny about that guy. <laughs> I hate to agree, but but it's true. There's he's something just a strange a little looking guy. He, funny he always him. does just goofy shit. Yeah, yeah, it's just weird. So it's no surprise, right, that he wrote Dominated Love Slave. He's playing guitar and singing on this, and Billy is playing the drums. Here we go. Mm-hmm. I think this guitar is, is great. And it's just, it's so, his voice, 
sounds like he looks. It does. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'm not sure if this was the time when we were together, but yeah, he did play it live. I've seen him play this live. And I it's, think... I can't remember for sure, but I think I think he did play it live okay. when, we were, uh, when we saw it together. Yeah. But it's really fun because even to this day when they play it, uh, Billy will give Trey his guitar and then run mm-hmm. back and, and drum. And they just, yeah, they just ham it up. Sometimes they put on little hats and costumes or whatever. But uh, yeah, because yeah, they know. And by the I, way, it's, that's because Green Day knows in the middle of a concert, you need a little chuckle. Yeah. You need a little ha ha ha. It's it's a long, serious affair, and mm-hmm. you definitely need some relaxation in there. I can hear American Idiot only so many times before I just need to laugh, mm-hmm. take a break. And so that's Dominated Love Slave. Uh, there's a great guitar solo in there. Um, yeah, this guitar solo is actually pretty wild. Yeah. No, uh, that's, that's, that's one that I would say I will often skip re-listening to this album. Because yeah. I've already had all my laughs, I've had all my ha ha ha's for the day, mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily I need it. anymore. I would never cut it. I'd yeah. maybe put it at the end of the album as like a hidden track. Sue oh, me. Yeah, I'm so I can, sorry. I, can see that. I know that's yeah. not uh, maybe a popular opinion, but I there it is. This next one is one of my lies. I like this song. Mm. I like this one because it's as, as uh, I'm a human being, and yeah. to be honest, I have told a lie before in my life, mm-hmm. and this is a song kind of again empowering poverty, empowering living not in a great neighborhood on Welcome to Paradise. I feel like this yeah. one he's kind of empowering being a piece of shit liar, and I know it sounds like I'm joking, but I'm too, I really like how he kind of owns his bullshit and just kind of sings frankly. Yeah, that he's accepting that he's done some shitty things, but. You know that doesn't define you type of thing and all i want to do is get real high like it's just easy it's kind of celebrating being kind of a bit of a scumbag but i really yeah i appreciate that there's it's 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 kind of like having a therapy session in a song it's it's very it's unpopular things that people would tell you not to say so i think that's what i yeah. really like yeah i think i think it's pretty bold for sure i you probably know the story as well behind this next one which is kind of sweet mm-hmm. um it's Super 80 good. Uh, eight zero, like the number, but what's it actually mean, Colin? Uh, well, actually, I don't know what the number eighty means. So oh, maybe damn. you should you should. I talk teed about you up it. real good for that one, and I. I am. I know. I feel like I really missed it completely. Yeah, you just Jesus. chucked me under the wheels there. I know who the who the song's about, but okay. So who's it about? Oh, it's about again. It's about his wife uh, Adrian, I believe. What would be a nickname? Um, for someone named Adrian. I guess 80, but... Oh, my hey. God. I didn't hear it until now. <laughs> well, that explains So that's why. what it is. So Thank he w- he called her 80, and it's that's their little fun kind of play on words and numbers here is 80. Um, <laughs> that's cute. For Adrian. So that's that's very sweet. And here it is. This one's a bit more of a slow, slower moment, but it definitely picks up. Yeah, I think it starts that way and then mm-hmm. picks up around the chorus. Some of these lyrics kind of remind me, actually, of uh, of Basket Case, too. Oh, definitely, yeah. He's getting warmed up for Basket Case here. Yeah. About the whining. Yeah. 
but I, I there's certain lyrics I really do like about this song of, of uh, j- just just how uh, mentally unwell and anxiety ridden you can feel when you have a good crush. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a feeling that that just about everyone can relate to. You know, at some yeah. point, it's just sort of a universal emotion. He's just freaking out and panicking because he is wants to be with this girl and is trying to figure it out and this whole album is kind of him struggling with that emotion um, mm-hmm. and I guess it's all very sweet through the lens of that they ended up being lifelong partners so yeah, I, I like it because again he's kind of exploring the emotions that you've been told uh, not to relish in yeah track 9 here is not my favorite song about an android but it's up there <laughs> Paranoid Android, I assume. Uh, yes. Yeah, this one. This one is another one where it's, it maybe sounds a little arrogant, um, and his youth, because it's a lot about yeah. uh, looking at older people or people who are maybe in th- just looking at people in the street and wondering if when he grows old he'll be that way or he won't. I don't know. How would you describe it? I I don't know. I always think the. I, it is a little arrogant. I didn't really think that much about it. So yeah, but uh, that, that song's fine. Uh, I, I don't really know what it's about so much. I couldn't describe it, but it is a vibe. And when you turn it on, it just it just feels like a classic little Green Day song. Um, this next one up here is uh, is track ten called "No One Knows." Uh, let's give it a listen. This one's very slow, but yeah. I. I've always been a, a a big fan of this song. I, I know I, it's, I really dig it. This guitar intro in particular is super. For some reason, I just yeah. love that. The that uh, pattern. The lyrics are a little naive. It's a little kind of uh, after school special, but mm-hmm. there is. I don't know. Maybe it's nostalgia or something. But I do like this one more than a lot of the others. Uh, maybe it's just the melody. Yeah, this one. This one gets to me. Long yeah. as intro, I'm gonna skip to where he's actually singing. You know, and I, I like to later later on in the song he's gonna says because sometimes my actions hurt, you know. More of like Billy sort of owning up to being a shitbag on occasion, you know? Absolutely. I mean I think that's the big journey for him. Is uh mm-hmm. fucking up and then learning how to kind of ask for forgiveness or at least acceptance. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. For for his antics. Aren't we all? Aren't we all trying to do that? Yeah. He's a relatable protagonist. <laughs> I was just going to say I think throughout this album they they nailed the like relatability factor, which is pretty oh, key, sure. I would imagine when you're uh putting out an album for the masses. Yeah, on the, I mean different from last week, I think there's like n- maybe only maybe only zero masturbation anthems wow yeah right? that, i can't think of I a think song that's really right. about jerking it wow so that is, i mean that is shocking. he is maturing yeah although the next album that will come back yeah, yeah we're gonna get some more of those jerking it songs who wrote holden caulfield it's one of these songs it's this track 11 on kerplunk it's it's i feel like the title is more interesting than the song what the title suggests Mm-hmm. is it, it, what it promises is a, it's like seeing a movie poster and you're like that looks so cool and then you see the movie yeah. and you're like god they it looked like it had potential and that really could have been fun on concept 
boy yeah you you hit the nail on the head there i yeah i always wondered too because i had never read um shit what's that book again uh catch you in the rye catcher in the rye thank you thank you yeah i read that finally like last year or something because just because there's so many references to it and uh finally felt like i like got this title a little bit more but don't love the song honestly no he doesn't even say phony once in the lyrics i know oh my god missed opportunity i'm like if is this holden caulfield or not who's singing right now i am all mixed up i'm confused and i'm mixed up inside this is who wrote Holden Caulfield. See if you can if you can find some clarity. This is this is more of a catchy song. This one would likely get in my head uh, more than some of the the others here. Yeah, but yeah, again, I just don't feel like lyrically it actually captures the experience of who wrote Holden Caulfield. Because uh, again, I don't know if he's writing it from the perspective of like I know I am acting like Holden Caulfield. I, that's what I. That's what I've decided. Is I. I think the case. And I'm being a whiny bitch, or yeah. is he sympathizing with Holden Caulfield? I feel like it's not. I feel like he's being like the. Oh, who wrote Holden Caulfield? I really hope he's not sympathizing. What's up next? Um, next up, we've got. Let's see. What track is this? Number twelve. Yeah. Uh, Words I might have ate, which is actually um, the last track on the original album. That's uh, right. That I got. was surprised to find this out. Yeah, I actually didn't realize that. So here we go. I'm just going to say it. I really like this song. I do too. That just, intro is, is super novel too. Lock me up. Crucify me like Jesus. I don't care. I like this song. I'm not afraid to say it. This to me is reminiscent of more of the, the Green Day we get in Warning. It's kind of oh, those... Yeah. yeah, right? It's these acoustic kind of... I didn't think about that, but totally. Bouncy yeah. songs. More of a peacemaker or a warning. It's kind of these like acoustic, very fast, rhythmic right. songs. Um, right. And yeah, I, I think it's so fun. I think this is a great album closer. It is, yeah. I have nothing bad to say here. No. That's Words I Might Have Ate. Great title, too. Uh, and it's mm-hmm. just basically about, yeah, uh, it closes the album and the same way it started, which is basically I have this delicate romantic situation. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I say things that I shouldn't, and I'm an idiot. Yes. And and haven't you know, we all felt felt that way? Relatable as all cheese. Mm. So here's a fan cliche that I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't even know this because I oh my grew God. up. Are with, you even a fan? I did. I grew up with this whole album, every track. I didn't realize. That the four on the end are the the sweet children extended play. I think that was news to me as well when I read that like yesterday or something. And it actually helps me reevaluate the album because I think these twelve tracks are masterful. Absolutely, uh, masterful. Such a these next four feel mm. like they belong on thirty nine smooth though. I think. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, it spoils, I think, the purity of the album. Um, having these because they're great and they're fine and it's like I don't regret knowing them and hearing them but mm-hmm. we, you know what I mean like the, the album stands stronger just at 12 tracks exactly and and I think if I was gonna cut this to, to the size I would like I think I would cut the first three of these last four what are other situations anyway. where you have to cut things to the size you like <laughs> you know I, I don't think I, I think it's best I don't go go into that I can't believe you had to circumcise yourself that was horrible. This next track is from the extended play Sweet Children. It is the tail end of Kerplunk. 
Um, and it is aptly named Sweet Children, which uh, fan cliche <laughs> listeners will remember is Green Day's original name. This is Sweet Children. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's that, it's that same riff. We're back to the same riff. Yeah, exactly. Heard, heard that a million times. And you can hear in the bass production, the way the drums sound, this is just a different recording session, obviously. Um, yeah. And it stands out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And it's not a bad song by any means, but it, it doesn't, it's not at the same level as the rest of the album. No, it's really not. Um, that's, yeah, that's Sweet Children. It's, it's, it was written, and these last four were written uh, in their early days. So they still had John Kiffmeyer, their original drummer. He's on these tracks. Yeah. Um, and he mm-hmm. is listed, I believe, what is it, as a, an executive producer oh, okay. on this album just because of his inclusion. And he was still working with the band in a in a very loose capacity, I think, in the studio. Yeah. And I wanted to say last week, is, is it's so funny that their first name was Sweet Children, and they were basically children. They're like 16. So you can't yeah. blame them then. But like, can you imagine Sweet Children blowing up to the size that Green Day is? Like, it's <laughs> such an odd name. It's just it not is, something yeah. you'd want as you get old. I what? don't know how I'd feel about telling people that I I am a super fan of Sweet Children. Sweet Children. Though, I don't know if, if saying Green Day is a whole it, lot better either. Well, no, it's like they're 40-year-old men being like, yeah, we're Sweet Children. <laughs> bring your kid, bring your kids to our concert. That's just, that's yeah. like, you know, that's not. They a good clearly look. never expected to make it to the degree they made it. No, Green Day was the right call on that one for sure. Better call. This next one is best thing in town. Now, I don't know about that, but let's check it out. <laughs> yeah, again, the the intro is just practically identical. It's like, do you even need to hear this one? You know? Uh, yeah. Again, it's like so... honestly, we could just feel bad we could just turn it off right now it'd be more of the same that, yeah what do we got next here um looks like strange land is is our uh next track here strange which would be track 15 it looks land. like so let's check this one out that's you know you know uh hollywood used to be called hollywood land i did not know is that like an official title did you really not know that no i actually didn't know that fan cliche of hollywood yeah the sign <laughs> used to say hollywood land so whenever oh, they do, it did. I was just about to ask, did they actually have the sign say that? Whenever they do period pieces, you can tell because they'll sweep over the hills and it will say Hollywood Land, and you go, "Oh, wow. early days, early days of the industry." That is a dumb name. I'm glad they dropped the land. I kind of like it, but it's a fun thing to say. But this is strange land, um, mm-hmm. and I don't know. Sometimes you've heard people refer to it as like vaginas as strange, um, or like I got some they, strange. They, wait, sorry, what they did? What? They refer to like a vagina as a strange, and like I got as some a strange. Yeah, like I got some strange last night. Have you not heard of that? Oh, I've never heard that. No. Wait, so you've never heard of Hollywood Land or Getting Strange? No, no. Oh, I'm I'm a total fucking square though. You know, you forget about that. That's true. Well, I, we yeah. should be clear. We are both virgins, <laughs> so I've only heard about Getting Absolutely. Strange. I've not gotten strange. Yeah, but I yeah I yeah. Now we both know. This is Strangeland um, off of Sweet Children on Kerplunk. And honestly, this is, I feel, pretty much the same as Best Thing in Town. I agree. This I know is, that's uh, technically not the truth, but it's... Play the song back-to-back to someone and say, which when did the one song end and the next begin? They cannot tell you. <laughs> they would not be able to tell you. They're like identical tempos. The guitar sounds pretty much the same. 
For some reason, I think earlier this week I, I did like this one more, and I'm not now I'm not remembering why. I, I mean, I think I do like this one a, a more a little bit, but it's. I mean, you have to be in the right mood because he's just kind of yeah. shouting at you. He is, yeah. Oh, I think it was the last the last couple of lyrics I, I liked, sort of dumb, but I think that that helps the song for me. I think he says, "Get in my mind, and you will find mother love from all mankind." Ew. That's gross. Did I misunderstand that lyric? Yeah, was that about a load? Oh, is it? I didn't think so. What's what's the lyric? Mother love from all mankind. Yeah, that's sick. I don't want it. Don't I know we swear, we joke around, but oh, don't you know I didn't even I like didn't that. I did not know that, that was supposed to Are are you sure? I'm one hundred percent sure. That's just load talk and I don't I won't have it. I don't like it. Oh, I think your mind's just in the, the fucking gutter. I, how dare you? I don't know where you're getting that opinion. Anyways, that was Vagina Land. Um oh, I'm <laughs> sorry, I mean Strange Land. I don't something's gotten into me. This la you want to introduce this last song? Seems appropriate. Yeah, this last one is is one of my favorites. Um it sort of sort of goes well with last album where they closed with uh, that Operation Ivy cover. Um, this is my generation. They're covering uh, the Who. Here we go. I I would just get excited that Green Day was covering this thing and and because it was Green Day, not because they were covering the Who. Yeah. Even you know as crazy as that or not crazy as that may be. Yeah. <laughs> I so, love the the Heineken line. And and the the when they come up to that line, they do that little guitar riff, and then the bass riff, and then the drum riff. Oh yeah, no, yeah, they each take a turn, and they each kind of take a bow yeah. on the album, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's the end of Kerplunk, right there. That's the whole thing. Um, uh, Twelve great tracks, and then four kind of add-ons. It, 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 I guess initially was released as a bonus CD. So the idea yeah, is when so. you got it in physical form, you didn't like listen to it all at once and mistake the last four for part of the album. But in this right. in this streaming, the way it's uploaded to everything, it, it all appears as one. I kind of wish they wouldn't do that because it. I think it kind of takes yeah. away from the the piece of art that is the album. I agree. Um, I think I think the first twelve songs would make a much better album on their own. Oh yeah, and they do. Oh, and the know, last four obviously. are bonus bonus tracks and they're not advertised right, right. as that anymore but overall overall i, I definitely just love kerplunk you know one of my favorite green day albums for sure i mean you say kerplunk i say slam dunk because i think it's a winner absolutely um is there anything you really don't like if you had to lose uh, a track or two is there something you would take off or um i mean obviously those the first three of the bonus tracks um but yeah. other than that you know maybe who wrote holden caulfield but other than that i think i'd I'd be pretty i'm pretty into the 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 main album for sure i would probably maybe lose christy road i maybe i know okay. that's it's just, that's an it, unpopular it, opinion for sure it's it might be unpopular opinion unpop a pen but i think or maybe move it. I just feel like I, I feel like there's a massive energy drop off from there. Um, yeah. The other thing I would maybe do is if we were to cut the or separate Sweet Children from it, I would maybe move Dominated Love Slave to the very end. As I said, maybe like a hidden track or just the last track. Right. You know, it just right. kind of that's where we have kind of the joke song. Yeah. Um, I understand after that for you've sure. had like the bulk of the album and and so because because yeah, I, I don't like having to skip it every time just when i'm not in the mood it'd be great to have it at the end uh but that's that's again right, that's right. a very personal opinion 
Yeah, yeah. And I mean, then, it's understandable, though, too, yeah. for sure. And 2,000 light years um, away, I would put in the Smithsonian. I think it's perfect. <laughs> uh, yeah, a beautiful, beautiful piece of art. Um, so, right, dude, anything yeah. else you want to we got to cover uh nothing nothing immediately comes to, to mind to me so um you got any any plugs or anything you'd like to lay um, out there not i mean let's see i have a auxiliary cord a double-sided oh, one okay and that's okay. attached to a dongle so that can go into my iphone um oh, interesting. and that is plugged into a mixer we got an xlr cord here we've got xlr plug okay. that's that's going into a audio workstation which then plugs into a usb plug into my computer which then plugs it into an outlet and those are wow those are all my plugs Wow, that is quite the schematic. Yeah, thank you for for giving me that whole explanation. Do you have any plugs? You know, I've got a few plugs. I've got, um, you know, I've got my my headphones going into my uh, interface, and my mic going into my interface uh, with an XLR cable, um, and then I got my interface plugged in my computer with just a USB cable, and that's about it. So I think I'm a bit, I'm a bit. Uh, Got a few fewer plugs than you. And that's okay. You know, I like plugs and I like plugging. So uh, next week, we're hitting up uh, the big one that everyone knows. This one, we're going to have some stinky hot takes on, okay? We're going to maybe say some things people don't like. We're going to maybe say some things that other people do like, okay? I can't promise a single exact thing, but there will be controversy. Yeah, it'd, it'd be hard to avoid. I don't think you'd, we'd have done the episode right if there wasn't any controversy, though. No, and as my British friends say, controversa. You have no British friends. Controversa. Ah. <laughs> How do you know I don't have any friends, British or otherwise? I, you know, I wasn't trying to call you out to that degree. Did I just make it worse? <laughs> controversy. 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 Next week, there will be much controversy as we talk about Ducky, Green Day's <laughs> major label debut. Some, some uh, would consider probably their, their uh, magnum opus, I would, I would imagine. Many would consider their magnum opus. We are not those people, and that's not no, the show. No. And that's going to no. be the controversy. So get ready that's for that. That's probably going to be the Some snotty-nosed yeah. American idiot-era Green Day fans taking on Dad himself. We're talking to Dookie looking forward to it uh last week on our farewell we said it's something unpredictable but in the end it's right i hope you had the time of your life and i thought that would be a nice thing to close out every episode with it's a, it's a, a green day fan cliche certainly but it's when else are you going to use it if you're not on a podcast talking about green day obsessively mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. having done that and heard it back it sounds really lame. So what I've decided is we're going to choose a lyric from the album that we are reviewing that week, and that will be our sign-off. Mm -hmm. The lyric chosen this week is controversial. Thank you, friends, for listening. Um, you know, Share, like, comment, uh, send us mail. I don't know how that would happen, but do it. And at the end of the day, I want you to slap me and call me naughty, Colin. Put a belt sander against my skin. <laughs>